When I look at young children, and we just had the opportunity, I am often struck by how free, sincere, simple-minded, and open they are. Sometimes it can even make you feel embarrassed, because in this world, sincerity and openness are not always valued. On the other hand, watching children often fills me with a certain envy. They have something that, unfortunately, we adults have largely lost. Jesus does not in vain admonish us to become children again so that we could inherit the kingdom of God. Of course, children are not saints, not yet, but perhaps they are much closer to the sanctity than we are. We no longer have any illusions about the world around us. And often, we don't have the courage to be sincere, open, and forthright. We can say as an excuse that we have been disappointed too often, and this has destroyed our sincerity and ability to trust. We have lost the courage to follow principles that we know are right, but that we consider too idealistic for this world. In this way, however, we are gradually losing what makes life worth living, because the value of life is neither a social position nor a fortune, especially if they are acquired through recklessness, falsehood, and injustice. Life is worth it when it is filled with joy and peace, which, of course, means not silly entertainment or pleasures that corrupt us morally, but that we live as true children of God, created in his image and likeness. St. Paul admonishes us not to lose courage, even, even when we see that our ideals have no place in this world. We must not lose courage even if we have to suffer for our principles and convictions. We must remain in faith in what is truly right and good, in God, who has created us and loves us, in love that covers all evil and heals all that is corrupted by sin, in Jesus Christ, the only begotten and incarnate Son of God, who is love and life and truth. St. Paul affirms that this is our glory 
and prays for us that God, according to the riches of his glory, may give us strength through his spirit to be strong in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and we may be rooted and established in love and filled with all the fullness of God. Otherwise, we will be stuck in our imperfect selves and never find what we really long for deep inside. If you do not learn true humanity from Jesus, we are like the Jewish scribes who could never see what was hidden behind the letter of the law. They knew what was allowed by the law and what wasn't, but they didn't care about real people who can't always be fit into the framework of some general standards. The first thing we need to learn, and which we can learn both from Jesus and indeed from our own children, is this very sincerity and openness that I mentioned in the beginning of my sermon. We must learn to accept our neighbor as he is. We must learn to accept other people's word, words and actions as they are intended, not looking for some hidden and insidious meaning behind them. We have to learn to see people's real needs and distinguish between primary and secondary. Jesus always knew what was important and what was not, what was primary and what was secondary. When he saw a man on the Sabbath who needed help and whom he could help, he helped him. Despite the fact that God's law seemed to forbid it. Jesus' actions indicate that God sees things quite differently than we do. Unfortunately, it's often the case that when we receive something good from God, for example, his commandments, strangely enough, we are able to quickly turn that good into something quite the opposite. We may gasp at the cruelty of the Pharisees in today's gospel, but in reality, we often act the same way ourselves. We have created all kinds of rules that declare one or another action inappropriate in this world, even if such so-called inappropriate action is motivated by love and the goal is to help and serve someone. God wants us to understand that true love is never inappropriate or contrary to his law. God's law springs from his love. And we know that all the law is summed up in the commandment to love God above all and your neighbor as yourself. 
True love requires courage. The courage to sacrifice yourself and suffer for the sake of truth and love. But our problem is not only the lack of courage. Perhaps the bigger problem is that we are so full of ourselves that we simply don't see other people around us in their needs. It is understandable that each of us evaluates everything around us from our own point of view. But this is in no way excuses, but this in no way excuses selfishness or self-centeredness. Not caring about others is not excused simply because we are human beings, although that is often how we try to justify our selfishness. In fact, the opposite is true. Our selfishness is a testimony to how far we are from being truly human. A true human, a true human being is one who knows his divine origin and strives to live as who God created him to be. This requires humility because it is contrary to fallen man's desire to be something more than what he is. We must not forget that whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Sincerity, faithfulness, and love require both courage and humility. Denying oneself and giving up self-exaltation if we are able to deny ourselves and commit ourselves to true self-giving love, walking, as St. Paul says, worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, then we will see and understand that even the lowest place before God is more glorious than we can ever dream of. Because God's self-giving love is beyond all our dreams. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.